0: I'd like to welcome you to another episode of True Admissions. I'm Kent Barnes, your host, and today I have two guests. I have a mother-daughter team that are at the very beginning of the college search process. I have Anika and Sangeetha. Anika and Sangeetha, would you please say hello to our guests?
1: Hi. Hello.
0: Anika, I'd like to ask you to introduce yourself to our guests first, and then Sangeetha, I'll ask you to share our guests uh, w- with with our guests a little bit of information about your background too. So, Anika,
2: um, hi, my name is Anika. I'm a sophomore at Moline High School. Um, I'm also a swimmer and a singer, so. <laughs> Excellent. And I'm Sangeetha. I'm Sangeeta,
1: and I teach music at Auggie. Um, and I do a lot of work in the community with school board and um, other groups, and it's been a real joy to watch my kids' um, progress in this place.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for those introductions. So, Anika, you're going to be the star of the show because I want to talk a little bit about your college search because you're at the, the front end of it, but before we get to that, tell me a little bit about your, your days right now. I I mean, you've had your high school career, your sophomore year disrupted. So, so tell me a little bit about what days are like for you.
2: Um, they're like pretty okay. I spend most of my time doing like schoolwork and hanging out with my family and, uh, doing online workouts with my swim team. Um, I also do a lot of driving, so when I finally can go get my (laughs) license, I have a Good amount of practice, and my family likes to go hiking, so we keep pretty busy.
0: I would say so. It sounds I I, I would have never thought about online workouts for swimming. Um, that that's that's well, new. We we might have to do a, a podcast on that that alone. Tell me a little bit um, <laughs> about what what your your school day is like. I mean, are you spending four, five, six hours? I know that we had to reschedule this because you had a school commitment. Is, is the school work that you're involved in pretty intensive?
2: Uh, I don't think so. It's kind of at your own pace because it's all on Google Classroom, so you just have to turn it in by the time your teacher wants it due, and you can do it whenever you feel like. Which, which... I, I, watch
1: her, I watch her do some days it's like three hours of work, and some days she's on there doing only, some work for like six hours. I only had an hour today. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Well, that, that leaves more time for the online workout for swimming and for a driver's education. So, so that's good. So one of the reasons why I wanted to have the two of you on is uh, a couple of folks in, in the admissions office at Augustana College had forwarded uh, me an email. Uh, about uh, your experience uh, in in visiting a college virtually. So, before I ask you some specific things about that visit um, and and visits in general, uh, Anika, tell me a little bit about what you're looking for in a college and and how you've sort of shaped your college search so far.
2: Well, I know that I want a smaller school because. I personally don't feel like I would be able to thrive in, like, a big, like, state public university. So, like, smaller, like, liberal arts colleges are kind of the ones that I've been looking at. And I've also been looking to see if they have, like, good programs for the major that I want to study and if they have a swim team because not every school does. Okay. So...
0: All right, so swimming's important, and you're 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 trending and looking towards smaller colleges. So when when COVID nineteen hit, and all of a sudden uh, everybody gets a shelter in place and life is completely disrupted, Annika, where were you in your college search? I mean, had you started to identify a, a group of colleges that that you were excited about and that you were gonna gonna visit? Um, where where were you when when COVID nineteen hit?
2: Um, I had already done five, like, general tours and then one, like, half-day event. Um, My mom and I were planning to go, like, in the month of February, every weekend, we were going to go to a different school, but that, or was it March? March, it was (laughs) March, March. (laughs) but that kind of got cut short, but, yeah, I'd just been doing some general tours and then we did one
0: online. Okay. All right. So, so how did, how did COVID-19 change all of this? I mean, you sort of had this list, you'd done some tours. I mean, were you planning to use, you know, spring break or, or, or spring to get out there and visit places? Has COVID-19 sort of changed what, what, what you're doing with your college search?
2: Yeah, the only thing that really changed is that we can't actually go to the campus, but I do spend a good amount of time like researching different schools and like really like going through all of their websites and reading about the different programs and like looking at their swim stats and kind of just like figuring out the school while not being
0: Okay, all right, Sangeetha, how about you as a parent? Um, I mean, you probably—I know you well enough to, to think that you probably had some a complex grid of how you were going to visit, when you were going to visit, and try to manage the whole the whole thing. What's COVID nineteen meant to, to to the college search for you as as you're you're watching Annika and as you're navigating this as a parent?
1: Well, it. It feels like it's shrunk the time that we have to make a decision in a weird way. Um, Partly that's because she's a swimmer and in the fall of her senior year, we won't be able to spend a lot of time visiting any place. You know, so some people would be like, oh, well, so yeah, sophomore year is a little early anyway, but, you know, we've got time to catch up. I don't really feel like we have time to catch up. So I'm really happy to know that she's taken on her on it upon herself to to start researching places on her own now that she knows we can't see things in person. Um because we did do those five visits um before March on campuses, we do know what it feels like to interact with new people um and and to have that side of things. So I'm, ha- I'm gl- really glad for that because I think without that, fewer schools would look like possibilities because we wouldn't have a chance to really get a feel for the community sense um, ab- about them, um, which is really important. I think when you're looking at a smaller place, um, you- you're really looking for a community you feel like you fit into.
0: Absolutely. So so you have some advantage because you've been out there, you've visited some campus, and now you've had to, to use an overused term right now, you've had to pivot to something else. And Anika, you talked about websites and research and all of that sort of thing. Um, And I I think also you've had some virtual visit experiences. Um, So can you describe what what the the sort of virtual experience is like for a prospective student who's interested in a college? I mean, what what type of virtual experiences have you had that were organized that that went beyond just going out and visiting a website?
2: Um, So they like sent out an email where you could sign up for like a virtual tour and it was a link to, like, a big Zoom meeting, and then, like, the beginning of it was kind of just, like, a meeting with, like, the head of admissions, and they talked about the school and, like, the admissions process, and then they opened it up for questions, and there were so many questions that people would send in, which I liked because they had questions that I didn't think of, Um, and then after they finished with those questions, They, like, split the Zoom up into, like, five different groups with, um, like, two tour guides who, like, took you through, like, an online, like, campus video thing with, like, pictures of the campus and inside different buildings. And I thought it was pretty nicely done. And I didn't think there were any issues with it. I mean... It was the first time they'd done it, so it was like they were still testing it out. But I think it went well. Okay. One of the cool things Kent was that they did an interactive poll, like three oh, yeah. three different questions. Why don't you tell them about um, that? They had one poll about like like do you know what you want to study or are you still unsure? They had one random poll about Tiger King, which
1: <laughs> <laughs> was, like
2: it was. Kind <laughs> Out of nowhere and then the I don't know what the other one was what you're looking forward to about college I oh think. Yeah. yeah like what type of things are you looking it for? was a chance
1: for the school to show its personality a little bit with humor
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds great. So, so a couple of things that sort of stand out that that sound like they were really positive experiences. Um, first of all, the the Q and A and that sort of level of activity and and you to be able to almost sort of creep on other people's questions that you maybe hadn't thought to to ask. That sounds like a really positive engagement. And then it, it sounds also like these these interactive polls and a chance to. For a place to show it, its personality did, did did you get a sense for for community um through this this virtual experience at that particular institution i mean did did you did you get a sense um I'll, I'll start with you first Annika I mean did, did you get a sense for for the type of community that place is
2: yeah, um especially during the tour because the tour guides. They talked a lot about like, how they felt as a student there, which kind of gave you an idea of what it would be like if like you went there in the future.
0: Really cool. So lots of that student engagement. And, and, and Sankitha, did, did you participate as a parent in, in this virtual event as, as well? Or did you just yeah. get the... Okay, great. Tell me a little bit about what stood out to you as a, as a parent.
1: I thought, um, the organization and they, they must've done a bunch of trial runs to make sure things would work. You know, there, there really were no hiccups. Um, and you could tell like there were students doing it by themselves. There were students doing it with parents. Um, but I thought it was great that they could take not only still, still life pictures, also use drone footage also of, of, you know, some sort of 3d imaging of the campus. Um, and then also uh, live chats with students um, that really, it was a nice broad introduction to the place.
0: Awesome. Okay, so the two of you have the comparability of a, a in-person visit, uh, because you visited places before COVID-19 hit, and then you have this this virtual uh, experience. You know, for, for any of the places that you visited in person, um, as as you compare and contrast, I mean, was your in person visit um, uh, always better than what you experienced with this virtual visit, or does the mm-hmm. virtual visit have some components that you, you you left feeling like, hey, I got a really good sense for this place, and even though I visited that other place, I didn't get the same sense. Uh, any 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 thoughts on that? Maybe I'll start with you, Sangeetha, uh, and then we can turn to Annika.
1: I think that there are a few of the places that just simply because the structure of their in-person tour was, uh, less in depth that they were at a disadvantage to the places that do a really in-depth virtual tour. Um, and that's, I think just too bad in general, because you would think that an in-person tour would have more of that. Um, I think it was astonishing to me that she could create a relationship, um, with say the swim coach that she spoke to um, prior to the virtual tour um, via a zoom chat, that seemed to be the same kind of interaction she had when she got to speak to a swim coach at another institution face to face. So I think it all depends on who the people are and how they structure it. But I, I think the depth of information is what really s- sticks out as an advantage um in these processes.
0: And that's really helpful. Annika, do you feel similarly that even though, hey, I visited uh, some of these places in person, that the depth of information provided through this virtual visit really stood out?
2: Yeah. Also, um, I also like to compare like the feeling I felt on campus was a big thing for me because there were a couple schools when like we walked on campus, and I was just like, "No, no," and the, but <laughs> you couldn't see yourself. I, I just yeah. couldn't picture myself being able, like, I just couldn't see it. And what's like kind of funny for the virtual tour is I've actually been to the campus before for camp, so I kind of already like knew the campus a little bit, and like I kind of fell in love with the campus when I was there for camp, and like it, it felt different than like some of those schools really like, didn't work with me at all but I think for other schools if like I did a virtual tour with schools I hadn't ever been to the campus before it might feel different because you couldn't go on the campus but yeah I yeah we'll have to try that next yeah, <laughs> <with me. laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. There, there's still nothing like like being there to get that feel. Yeah. And as, as you said, Annika, you, you step foot on a campus and you're like, yeah, yeah, this isn't going to work. But I think you both have made a compelling case that that the virtual experience and the depth offered sometimes can um, be even greater through a virtual experience than just walking around and maybe seeing the outside of, of buildings in a large tour group. So that's really helpful perspective for the listeners of, of True Admissions. So I want to ask one final Question, um, and uh, as you know, I work uh, in in enrollment management and work in an admissions office, and, and I'm I'm curious, and and I'll uh, invite both of you to offer some perspective on this. But I, I want to know what admissions or what what advice you have for admissions offices out there. I mean, how can we best be connecting with you during COVID nineteen? What's cool and, and and what's completely off limits or has been off putting as you've been uh, hearing from colleges and universities in the past few weeks?
2: Um, well, one thing that like I find cool and also like I don't know if a lot of schools do it, but I follow a lot of the Instagram pages for the school's admissions. And then they have some schools have like Interactive things on their Instagram stories, and I think that's pretty cool. And one way to like stay engaged with like prospective students and the camp or college, yeah. Awesome.
1: I think that I I follow those as well, and it's really great to see past pictures that highlight what the school is about. You know, the different events that they host or. You know, I know one, one of them for our institution is the recipes from the, from the food service, you know, the things that are really popular and then engaging with current students and, and alums about what was their favorite. Those are really great um, tools that share the personality of a place.
0: Is there anything that's been, though, completely off-putting? I mean, I think these these comments oh, wow. that you've made about, uh, about showcasing personality are, are right on, but, but are there things that have, have rubbed you the wrong way in the, in the past few weeks for many colleges or universities?
1: Yeah. I think I'm disturbed by getting a repeated email about a summer program that's meant to take place this July. Um. I just think that there's so much up in the air with regard to how we're responding to this pandemic, that, that to see a school, um, try to keep that engagement going, um, when we don't know so much that's that, that makes me question their decision making capacity. Um, I do understand that, that on another hand, you know, having something to look forward to if it's possible to have those opportunities, um, is also helpful for attracting student future students, but but it, it's been a little off putting to get, you know multiple emails a week about the same event that's supposed to take place in the future.
0: Well, that, that actually makes me feel pretty good about the, the 15,000 flying discs that have our summer, um, uh, visit day invitation printed on them that are sitting in a warehouse somewhere. We chose not to send them. So you're, you're reinforcing a lot of what, what, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking and hearing, Anika and Sangeetha, you uh, both have been fantastic guests. I want to thank you for coming on uh, True Admissions. I, I, I want to wish you also the best of luck, uh, not only in the coming weeks, but also in the coming months of your, your college search. So uh, with that, I want to thank you and I really appreciate you coming on True Admissions. Thanks, Anika. Thanks, Sangeetha.
1: You're welcome. Have a good day.
0: Thank you for tuning into another episode of True Admissions with me, your host, Kent Barnes. True Admissions is made possible by WVIK, Quad Cities, NPR, and Jared Johnson who produces it. WVIK is located on the campus of Augustana College in Rock Island, Illinois, where I serve as Executive Vice President for External Relations.